glorify him, thanking him for all that he has done and all that he continues to do, thanking him for his faithfulness, for his grace. Father, we give you all the glory. We worship you, Abba. Thank you, almighty God. Thank you, King of glory. Thank you for your mighty hand that is upon us. Thank you, O God, for keeping us. Thank you, Father, for shielding us. Thank you, O God, for protecting us. Thank you, O God, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your word. Ah, Father, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord, because we are here by your grace. We are not here of our own accord. We are not here by our own capacity, Lord Jesus, but we are here by your power. It is not by our power or might, but it is by your spirit. And so, Lord Jesus, we say thank you this morning. Thank you, O God, for your word that gives us understanding. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the light, O God, that comes, Lord, from your spirit. Thank you, O God, for the power in your presence. Our Lord and our King, we give you all the glory. We worship you. We say thank you, Abba. Thank you for this month of November. Thank you, O God, for your power. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for your will and for your plans and your purpose. We exalt your holy name. Ah, Baba, we thank you because there is no time we have come before you, O God, and we have returned the same. Thank you, O God, for the power that is at work in us, O God. Thank you, Father, for your processes and your dealings that always purify, prune us, Lord, and prepare us, Lord, and strengthen us for the journeys that are set ahead of us. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you, O God, because your word never returns to you void. And Lord, we thank you, O God, for the power in the word of God. Thank you, O God, for the potency of the word of God. Thank you, Almighty Father, for the strength in the word of God. Thank you, Lord, because indeed it is in you we live, we move, and we have our being. Our Lord and our King, we say thank you. We worship you this morning. Come on, lift up your voice and pray the spirit this morning. Zeprondo suke di parandeshki adapante. Ezekira na masonde frekida papadia. Erredoshka di rana masonte. Iparondo suke di paparadashka di adapapande. Oh Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, O God, because every time we come before you, Lord, our countenance, O God, is changed. Thank you, O God, because we are enlightened. Thank you, O God, because we are strengthened. Thank you, O God, because we go from glory to glory as we appear before you in Zion. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you because this is Zion. We thank you, O God, because this is the city of the living God. We thank you, O God, because this is the place you dwell. Oh, Father, we glorify your name. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Oh, Father, we worship you. Oh Lord, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We thank you, oh God. We declare, oh God, Hosanna in the highest. 
Thank you, Almighty Father. Thank you, King of Glory. Indeed, there is none like you. Thank you, Alpha. Thank you, Omega. You are beginning and you are the end. You are author and you are finisher. Father, you are the start, O oh God. Father, and you are the one that completes Father, we give you all the glory and we give you all the praise and we exalt your holy name. Thank you, O oh God, for the power of your word. And thank you, Father, for the power of the Spirit that is working us, O oh God. Thank you, Father, because you have equipped us for such a time as this. And Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for the teams that are traveling, the people that are gathering, converging, oh God, to hear your word and to communicate your spirit in Uganda and even across the nations of the earth. Father, we pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, your presence and your power will be rained down in their midst, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, a visitation, my God, in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, for room, Lord, for the manifestation of your power, oh God, as your people gather, even in Uganda. Thank you, oh God, because you have gone ahead of this meeting. You have gone ahead of this meeting. You have sent your word, oh God, and this is our angle. Thank you for protection, for provision, oh God. Father, for direction, we give you praise. Indeed, in this month of power, we thank you because we will see the manifestation of the word in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so this morning, Lord, we come before you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Father, we ask, Lord, that you have your way. We ask, O oh God, that you take control. We ask, O oh God, that you speak to us. We ask, Lord, that you touch our hearts. We ask, Lord, that you reveal Christ to us. Because after all is said and done, O oh God, Jesus is the one for whom we live. It is for him that we exist. It is to do his pleasure. And so, Lord Jesus, we pray that you reveal yourself to us today. In the name of Jesus, as we lift up our voices in prayer, we ask Holy Spirit that you will govern and guide us. We ask Jesus that you will take control, that you will stir our hearts to move according to the will of the Father in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise, O oh God. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Welcome, everyone. We're going to be praying today. I hope everyone is ready to pray. I hope everyone is ready to pray this morning. Um, ready. Hallelujah. So um, when we're looking at power this month, and I'm not going to spend too much time um, teaching. I'm just going to touch a few things, and then we'll go into a time of prayer. And so... We cannot talk about power, you know, without understanding the purpose of this power. Sorry, I don't know what's going on with my head. We cannot talk about power without understanding the purpose of this power. And you see, for us to understand the importance and the purpose of a thing, we go to scripture. So many times I find myself in conversation with people because, you know, though we, we are not of this world, but we live in this world, you know. Um, and so 
through interactions, communication, I mean, just everyday living, people you are surrounded by, colleagues, friends, and what have you, you begin to, you know, you, you, you talk to people and you engage on a level. And as the light of God, it is why, you know, it is one of the reasons why we are here to speak, um, to declare the word of, so even in conversations, even in, um, the, you know, the, the relationships that we have, we have a role to play. We must not first be on a pulpit or a podium, you know, or a seeming powerful platform before we can speak the word of God and we can be his priest and his ministers, you know, so every time I'm having, especially with the way that things are in the world today, every time I'm having a conversation, I'm conscious of what realm I'm speaking from, you know, and so you're having conversations with people and then you begin to realize and see that so many people don't even have an understanding of, you know, of the things that obtain in the realm of the spirit. And so, um, I always base my conversations and my analogies and my examples and sightings from scripture. So when they ask for my opinion, I'll say, well, this is my take on the matter. And this is why I have arrived here. And this is the foundation. And this is the basis. And this is what forms my opinion. I'm not ashamed to boldly declare that it is the word of God. You know, um, there's that scripture where Paul talks about the power of salvation. He talks about the power of the word of God. And I remember it was, um, I believe it was last year or two years ago, two years ago, yes, God took me on this journey of repentance. And, you know, repentance in that journey, I started to understand that repentance was so much more than feeling remorse or, you know, feeling sorry or holding or hosting a pity party. Repentance, metanoia, is for change to happen. And so for change to happen, there is a measure of power that must be applied. And so in our walk with God, at every point in time, as we journey with God, for everything that is progressive, change must occur. And so I started to realize that there were so many things that had formed and shaped the person that I was, that was not, you know, there, there was still a bridge. There was still a gap that needed to be, um, to be bridged basically to walk in another measure, another, you know, um, another in, in growth, basically in another measure of, um, the will of God and the identity that God had, you know, put on the inside of me. And so that journey of repentance, helped me understand that it is not just about tears and feeling bad and feelings and emotions, but about decisions, sitting back, strategizing with God, understanding why certain things happen um, so that you can actually partner with him to change it. And so you begin to see in scripture, and I'm saying all of this to explain why I always take my conversations from the place of scripture. So when we're talking about power, we must understand the purpose of this power. Praise God. The power is not for us to flex muscles, whether in the spirit or in the physical. You know, we're not, um, what do they call them? Bodybuilders, spiritual bodybuilders that just flex the muscle that we've gained in the gym of life to say, oh yes, I've lifted, I'm able to do, um, you know, 100 kg um, dead, um, deadlift and do all of these things, the gymnastics of the spirit and the gymnastics of life as it were, just to show that what we can do. No, the purpose of power we see through scripture, God, all powerful, all supreme. What was the first thing that we, we see that God did? The Bible says in the beginning, God created. So power is for building. Power is for creation. Power is for shifting. And so there was something that God was addressing from, from time, 
because what we see recorded in scripture is the beginning of the, I would say the dispensations of the earth, you know, so there was something that God was addressing. There was a change and a redemption that he wanted to bring to the world. And so he began, he was bringing solution and he started it in the place of building and in the place of creativity. So we see that power is a privilege that is given to us to build, to build. And so emphasis on building, because we know that this is the year of the great shift and the rise of his builders. Some of the things that trigger shifts is crisis. And we see that this is a crisis generation. We see that this is a crisis time on the earth. We see that this is a crisis season of the world that we are in. And so crises will begin to cause the pangs, the groanings that we see happening in the world. And all of that crisis is to bring forth a shift. But for a shift to happen or for a, the response to a shift um, is not the groaning or the crying or the wailing or the emotionality, but to strategically sit in the place of the spirit and begin to download and understand and partner with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and to build. And so we see that in the beginning, all-powerful God, supreme, sovereign, what did he do? He created. God has called us in this season to create. And one of the things I believe he is giving us power and authority to do is to build. I was having a conversation with some friends yesterday, and I was actually, you know, they were asking me about prayering. Um, and, you know, they were like, okay, so what did you guys talk about today? You know, such and such. And we talked about a couple of things. Fantastic. Every opportunity you have to speak the word of God, don't be shy, actually. You know, you never know who needs to hear what you have. So I know you hear this over and over, but you never know who needs to hear these things. So we were having the conversation and somewhere in it, you know, um, power and authority came up and I was reminded of the difference of power and authority, you know, and the person was saying something, and they said, you know, power and authority, you know, they are the same thing. I said, no, power and authority are not the same thing. They are up the same alley, you know, they are given to um, complement each other, but they are not necessarily the same thing. So power is, yes, the ability, but authority is the, uh, it's pretty much the delegation to enforce a thing. It's the validation to do a thing. When you are given, when authority is bestowed upon you, People obey, people comply. So it's not just about your power and your ability. It's like having a job. It's like being given a job employed in an organization. When you are employed in an organization, you are given a job role and you are given a title. And so every, it is a legal agreement. There's a contract that is signed that this is your job role and this is your title. So whether you are a certain age, you are not that age, you are beautiful, you people do whatever they think of you it doesn't matter because you are bound by contract and agreement signed sealed and delivered so authority is bestowed upon you when you accept that job when you sign that contract and when you begin in that role but when you have power power is the application for the for the job for the role basically you know to say yes um i have this capacity so they see that you have the power but until you are accepted and given the role there is no authority to actually, you know, execute what you have the, cap the capacity to do. And so the authority that God gives to us in this time, we must understand the purpose of this authority, because I believe that in talking about power, we will, there is need to address authority. This authority is to build for a time such as this. It is building season. 
it is building season and we know this we have been hearing it but i say it again because perhaps this is another time you need to hear it remember faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and so the more you hear the more it is causing it is going sinking deeper in the root of your heart it is it is sounding uh, a, a message and it is reiterating something that the lord has said and spoken to you already i heard someone say that the first prophet over a person's life is they themselves and the reason is because when hands are laid on you when prophecy is being given to you it is best when it has already been received by you in the secret place and what you are hearing is a confirmation and it is convicting that which the Lord has already spoken over you initially. So it begins to connect the dots and you're saying, ah, perhaps this is what that dream, you are beginning to piece it together. It is giving a fuller picture for you to be able to see how to build and how to navigate. Praise God. But I'm speaking about power and authority this morning and understanding that the power that God has at the beginning, he used this power to bring solution and he brought solution by building and how did he build he didn't build in isolation he didn't build in silos <clears throat> god was building by collaboration the bible tells us shows us the forces that were applied the people that played a role it was elohim god the father the son and the holy ghost they played a role in the building and the creation of the earth and so we see the Holy Spirit playing his part and we see Jesus Christ playing his part. And so there is no creation and there is no building and there is no exercising of power as long as we know and we believe in our hearts that we are Christians and we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. There is no power that we are going to talk about or address in the month of November that is outside the will of God with regards to the role that Jesus Christ plays in our lives. There is no power outside of Jesus. There is no power outside of Jesus. I remember yesterday, Apostle was speaking, and one of the things that she said in passing, she said, who and what is the level of the Jesus that you are entering November with? How much of Jesus do we know? How much of Jesus have we interacted with in the past few days? How much of Jesus have we progressed in in this year? Between October prayer reign and November prayer reign, how much Jesus have we handled? That's a question for everybody. How much Jesus have we hand handled? The power that is at work in you, if we do not exercise the power that is at work in us, if we do not interact with the Jesus that we have on the inside of us, how do we expect to grow? So the words that we will be hearing, it will only bring excitement, it will bring intoxication, but it will not necessarily produce power if we do not give ourselves fully to the dealings of Jesus. If we do not give ourselves fully to the acquainted, to growing and acquainting ourselves better with the person of Jesus. And so this morning, I want us to begin by praying. I know we've already begun, but I want us to say, Lord Jesus, have your way. Because we cannot teach a message, bring a teaching about power if we do not talk about the most powerful one. The Bible tells us how it was by faith. And we know that faith is the word of God. The Father, the Spirit, and the Word were the factors that created. And so Jesus Christ, the word of God spoken was what framed and created 
all of the, the things that are obtained today. And we also see that it see in scripture that it is it was it is it was through him and for him that all things were created. Through him, for him, and in him, all things were created. So, what is this power we speak about if we do not talk about Jesus? Holy Spirit, Oh Lord Jesus, this morning we repent, oh God, for every time, Lord, that we have stayed away from you, for every time pride showed up and something in our hearts and minds made us feel it was possible, made us believe that it was possible to build outside of you, to be outside of you. You created us to live, move, and have our being, Lord, in you and through you. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, in every way and every time, Lord, that we have acted in a way that is anti the government and anti the will, the plans and the purposes of God. Father, this morning we repent in the name of Jesus. I hope someone is praying this morning. Spirit of the living God, in this month of November, we pray, O oh God, that we will go deeper in our knowledge of Christ Jesus. Let Christ be revealed to us. Let the knowledge of Christ expand on the inside of us. In the name of Jesus, show us, O God, how to partner with you. Show us, O God, how to practicalize, oh God, the power that you have given to us, oh God, how to use it, how to exercise it, oh God, in the name of Jesus, show us the God way, show us the Christ way. Lord Jesus, you said you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. Father, we pray that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we will see the way and the path to the power of Christ that is within us. In the name of Jesus, you are the key that unlocks doors and you are the key that shuts doors. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we invite you to unlock the doors that need to be unlocked in our lives. Doors of depths of knowledge, of understanding, of wisdom. In the name of Jesus, depths of power that have been on earth, oh God, up until now. We pray, oh God, for the skilled Father to mine along with your spirit. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let us not preach a gospel that is outside the word of God. Let us not preach an, a gospel or live a life that is outside the power of Christ Jesus, outside the power of the spirit of the living God. In the name of Jesus, you are the life, Lord Jesus. And so we pray that the life of Christ becomes that which we live. In the name of Jesus, reintroduce us, reschool us in the ways of the life of Christ. In the 
name of Jesus. Show us the new curriculums that are required to frame our lives for this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, the in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want you to pray and say, Father, help me grow in the knowledge of you. Help me grow in the knowledge of you. Cause me to progress in my relationship in Christ. Cause me to make progress. Let me not be a stagnant believer. Let me not be a stagnant child of God. Let me not be a child that has stunted growth. But Father, stretch me on the inside. Stretch the borders of my soul around the confines of Christ, the boundaries of Christ Jesus. Stretch me, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Stretch me in capacity. Capacity to receive from you. Capacity to sit with you. Capacity to feast with you. Capacity to engage with Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. Capacity to include you in all that I do in the name of Jesus capacity to go according to the government of the father in the name of Jesus capacity to change oh God capacity to change oh God capacity to walk in repentance capacity oh God to have a change of mind to be reschooled by you in the mighty name of Jesus, capacity to submit and surrender in the name of Jesus, capacity to believe, oh God, that I am who you have called me to be, capacity to believe who Christ Jesus is, capacity to believe in the power of resurrection that raised Christ from the dead, that it is at work in capacity oh god to believe for miracles signs and wonders in my life in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, because there is no curriculum of power that does not begin with you. We thank mm. you, O oh God, because there is no speaking or teaching of this gospel that does not be, be, begin with you. And so, Lord, we begin with you this morning. Reorder our steps by your spirit. We invite the spirit to brood over us so that room can be created for the word of God to dwell richly in our hearts, for the word of God, Christ Jesus, to do his work in our lives. In the name of Jesus, brood over us, Holy Spirit. Brood over us, Holy Spirit. Brood over us, Holy Spirit. Begin to brood over the situations of our lives. Begin to brood over our minds. Begin to brood over our thoughts. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Brood over us. Brood over us. Brood over us. Overshadow us with your power. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bring ourselves under 
the power of the Spirit. We bring ourselves under the government of the Spirit. We bring ourselves under the order of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Next, I want us to pray that we will not abuse authority. We will not abuse authority. None will break their ranking in the name of Jesus. None of us will trespass in this season. You see, in a time of transition, because transition is a word that we need to get comfortable with hearing. Why? Because the world itself, the earth itself is going through a transition. And so whatever God does not, God does things according to order. So if a transition is happening, it, it, it is for a purpose. And there is a role that we all have to play in this ongoing transition. When transitions are happening, it's easy to hear many voices. And if you are not grounded in the voice of the shepherd, if you are not fully acquainted with the word of God, it is easy to get drowned in the many speakings that are happening at a time. And so I want us to pray that in this time, each and every one of us will not abuse the authority that God has given to us. We will understand categorically the work that he has called us to do, and we will build according to his word, because it's easy to become enticed and pulled by many things. All things are lawful, but are all things expedient to you at this time? Do you even understand the timing of your life? That's another thing. The timing of the earth, the timing of heavens, as it relates to the timing of your life. There are so many things that can begin to happen at a transition time. For instance, so many fantastic ideas. You may feel the need to try and execute too many things at the same time. And so the energy and the authority that is given and the capacity that is given to do a certain thing may now be minimized because it is being poured into several things. Many times there is no clarity of purpose. And so you find people acting from a place of agitation, acting from a place of information of the trends of this world to understand what to do. But we should look to Jesus. The Bible tells us he's the author and the finisher of our faith. So he's the one that we should be looking to. Not just, you know, we should not be informed first from the place of this world. Yes, we should have our eyes set on the things that are happening in the, in the world, you know, but we should keep our feet grounded in the heaven. One leg in heaven and one leg on the earth for balance and stability. But our information comes first from heaven. It comes from the throne of power. It comes from the presence of God. And so I want us to pray that we will not abuse time. We will not abuse authority. We would understand the things that are within our jurisdiction to do for now. We will understand the measurements of the structures that God is calling us to build. We will understand our specific assignments for now. We will not be agitated by what the world is saying. We will not feel moved or compelled to do a thing because everybody else is doing it, getting on a bandwagon. That's another thing we see happening a lot in a time of transition. They begin to talk about certain industries and tell you, ah, right now, this is the thing that is hot. Yes, it is fantastic. It is true. But what is the thing that is framing your decision to go into that specific thing? What is framing your decision? Is it well from a place of fear or are you doing it by faith? I was having a conversation yesterday and we started talking about faith. From one thing to another, we arrived at faith. And I said, you know, look at Noah. Imagine what it must have been like for him by faith. Now the Bible can 
you know, permit me to say brag about what he did, you know, but in that time, which trend would have predicted that such a thing as rain was going to occur on the earth? What's trend? So this man spent time, resources, doing a particular thing, point himself into um, a work that many must have seen to be crazy and futile, but he did it. Why? Because he was grounded, because he knew what he saw, because he was convicted, and because he took advantage of the authority that was given to him. He understood his assignment, as we say today. He understood what he was called to do, and he did it. He did it completely. He was not trying to be a fisherman at the same time that he was he was building an ark to say, okay, yes, when we build the ark because there's going to be rain, then fishing. No, 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 no. He didn't waste, he didn't try to do too many things. Just one particular thing. What is the thing that you are building? If you stand before a king today and they are asked, what do you need? Do you know what you need for the assignment that God has given to you? Look at Nehemiah. When he stood before the king, he knew. He knew what he needed. He knew the, how to use the resources. And Nehemiah was a man of prayer. So at every point in time, he will run back to his prayer closet. So he knew that this authority, this access that I have, it is for this thing. He did not get to the table and now begin to blow the trumpet of, ah, the king has finally looked at me. It's my time to shine. He didn't waste his time on things like that. Yes, those things may seem fantastic, but is that the purpose of this season? Is that the purpose of the power? Is that the purpose of the authority? Because when we abuse, when we don't know the purpose of it, and I believe it was Dr. Miles Morrow that said it, when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. If we do not understand the purpose of this power, we will abuse it. And when you abuse a thing, it will never return to you. When you abuse time, you, you cannot make the best use of it. When you abuse money, it's like the more you get it, the more you lose it. And so the power and authority that Christ is bringing to us, why do you think that he has spent so much time in the last couple of months teaching us about gates? Why? It's because he is causing the word of God to compound on the inside of us and he's preparing us so that when we stand, we will stand indeed. So that when we face the rulers and the kings and the systems of this world, we would have full understanding and clarity of what we must do. We will not be easily tossed aside by winds of doctrine. The tossing aside of wind of doctrine is because people do not fully understand the power that is at work in them and the purpose of the authority that is given to them. And so, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, this is a very serious prayer because me too, I'm praying it for myself in this season. And I'm saying, and you know, it's very enticing, especially for people that consider themselves as creatives, as we, as the world has coined that term today. There's a specific category of creatives, but we are all creatives because we are created in the image and likeness of God. And so God is not just one thing. He is so big imagine think about it he is so big and so powerful he couldn't express himself even if he said okay one man one woman even that was not enough those ones had to keep producing producing reproducing reproducing and so many expressions and not just the not just what he created in man mankind but also what he's created what he created on the earth what he created in the systems of the earth what he created in nature why? Because it's not one thing. So it is easy for that thing, that, that ability to create that God has placed on the inside of us to be used against us. It's possible when it is not rooted in God. And so people begin to abuse the power and the authority God has given to them per time and per season. Remember, the vision is for an appointed time. 
It is for an appointed time. It's not everything that must be executed all at once. It's not. There are certain things for appointed times, times and seasons. And so we cannot make this prayer about understanding the purpose of power without saying, Lord, give me an understanding of times and seasons. The sons of Issachar, they had understanding of times and seasons, and that was what set them apart. A man that has understanding of times and seasons can see a big can see the big picture. He's not intimidated by what his brother is doing. He's not intimidated by what the next man is doing. He's not intimidated by all of those things. Why? Because he has understanding of times and seasons. So pray this morning that the Lord will give you understanding of times and seasons, that he will cause the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened for the time that we are in right now on the earth. For this time and this season of your life, you will have understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Just the way it was in the times of, of the, um, the sons of Issachar, that they were distinguished by that level of discernment and understanding that they possessed. We know, oh God, that it couldn't have come from anyone but you. And so Lord Jesus, if you did it before, we know you can do it again. And we know that you can even do more. And so Lord, we pray this morning that you baptize us with fresh understanding of times and seasons in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us not be sons and daughters, Lord, that abuse access and authority in the mighty name of Jesus. As we grow in the knowledge of you, my Lord and my King, show us how to be progressive. Put order and structure in our lives, oh God, that we build us up in the name of Jesus. Give us the patience to walk through the processes of your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Show us, Lord, how to grow systematically with your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, Lord, we pray that as we give ourselves to the time and the dealings and the workings of your spirit, oh God, Father, that the order and the governments that you bring to our lives, oh God, we will fully accept and embrace it in the name of Jesus Christ. We will not contend with that which you are doing in our lives. We will not fight against it. We will not resist it. Our hearts are open to receive it fully in the name of Jesus. I hope someone is praying. I don't see anybody chatting in the comments, but if it's just me, I'm I'm just going to keep praying for myself. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you give me capacity. Cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. Cause us to see, oh God. Ah, Baba, there is a sight problem. How can a man be powerful if he cannot see? And you see, speaking about power and sight, why do you think that was what they came for in the life of Samson? They came for his sight, his ability to see. Because a blind man, with power, I mean, you can be powerful, but if you are blind, what's the purpose? Power without vision, power without understanding, power without clarity is going to bring abuse. But by the grace of God, God was still able to work out the final showdown in that time by his grace. He allowed that happen. So when God gives you power and you know that the Lord is bringing you into a season of power, one of the things that you need is revelation. And I believe that <laughs> revelation is one of the things that God has blessed us with on this altar. And so Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that in this time and in this season of fellowship, of gathering, of praying, of fasting, our Lord Jesus, that you will find to flame, oh God, the revelation that you have laid on the inside of us in the name of Jesus Christ. Father Lord, we pray, oh God, that you will cause us, Lord, to be men and women that walk in the culture of revelation. You will show us how to cultivate the seed and the habit of revelation in our lives in the name of Jesus. We will be men and women that operate from a place of revelation in the mighty name of Jesus because it is through revelation 
revelation, the revelation of Jesus, the revelation through the Father, that power and authority is bestowed upon us. We see that in scripture in the book of Matthew, when Jesus Christ asked the question and the response that Peter gave qualified him for power and authority. After he declared that this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, he said, but my father who is in heaven, and then he now bestowed a power and authority upon him. And so, Father, we pray for the revelation, the requisite revelation that will accompany the power that you are giving to us in the name of Jesus. Revelation will precede that power. And so, Father, we pray that in the places where our eyes are closed, our ears are closed, O oh God, and our hearts are numb, that you desire to touch, O oh God, to bring forth that power, to invite that power into our lives. We pray, O oh God, for a visitation in these areas of our lives in the name of Jesus. If there is anywhere and any place that our eyes are closed, if there is any place, O oh God, where we are still stunted in our vision, in our sight and our ability to see, we pray, O oh God, for healing this morning. And Father, I even just begin to pray this morning over everyone on this call that may have a physical eye defect, um, eye, um, eye dysfunction, of one thing or another, I will pray for myself, oh God. And Lord Jesus, we pray, oh God, that every eye condition, whether it's physical, spiritual, oh God, glycoma, Lord Jesus, short-sightedness, um, anything that causes myopic vision and sight. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus for deliverance and healing in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, I want you to even just begin to pray and lay your hands on your eyes this morning and say that the gates of my eyes are open in the name of Jesus. Pray and say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, the eyes of my understanding are enlightened in the name of Jesus. I see clearer today because my path shines brighter. And so the brightness of the path that is set before me, it will not blind me in the name of Jesus, but it will propel me to see better. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will see clearer. I will rise up to the light of God that is being flooded over my life in this season in the name of Jesus. I will not be broken or crippled by it, O God, but I will rise to the occasion by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I declare that as the light of God is released, my eyes see in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that I will see, my eyes shall see in the name of Jesus. My eyes see Jesus. I receive revelation like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. I am at an advantage because I am on the Lord's side. I am at an advantage because I am seated in heavenly places. I am seated in Christ Jesus, far above principalities and powers. So I see as he sees in the mighty name of Jesus. I am the apple of his eye. Therefore, I receive the perspective of God in all and for all situations in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. We pray over every gate of our lives. We pray over every gate of our soul. It is responsive to the word and the light of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. This season will not be met with lack of preparation. This season will not be met with lack of understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus. We will be power ready. Why? Because we will walk in revelation. We will be power ready and power expectant. Why? Because we walk in revelation. In the name of Jesus, we are walking in revelation in this season and the gates 
of hell will not prevail. In the name of Jesus, the gates of hell will not prevail against us. We are advancing by the power of the revelation of God that he is releasing over us in this time. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so Jesus Christ is our focus, not just for today, but for, for all times and for all things. Jesus is the way he pretty much shows us the blueprint. The Bible tells us, you know, that he makes intercession for us. So even in the place of prayer, even in the place of asking, even in the place of, you know, unlocking, um, unlocking the benefits the blessings and the power of God that he has given us through prayer. It is through Christ Jesus. He is our, he's our chief intercessor. He's our advocate. He is praying for us. You know, so even through prayer, there are times when I say, I remember there was a time I started actually praying and saying, Jesus, pray for me. That Have you ever gotten to a point in your life where it's like, ah, I don't even have the words to express or explain. It's like, Jesus, only you, Jesus, pray for me. And he's doing that and he's praying for us, you know, so even Jesus, as powerful as he is right now, after defeating principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, all of that, taking captivity captive and rising and going to heaven, um, resurrecting and going to heaven, even in that place, what is he using his power to do to make and raise intercession for us? So how much more us that are here? Jesus is praying for us. And so it is a blueprint that he's setting for us that it is through the place of prayer that we are able to first untap and unlock this power that God has given to us. There's so many other notes that I took down for this morning with regards to who Jesus is to us. I'll just read through them and um, we'll just pray and we'll close. So I said, it's impossible to talk about power without talking about the one who makes intercession for us, standing now as our great high priest. We cannot talk about power without talking about Jesus, our eternal hope, strength, and our salvation. There is nobody we can become outside of Jesus. Jesus is the boundary of our desires, the boundary of our expectations, the boundary of our elevation and promotion. There is no becoming outside of him. There is no power without him and the infilling of his presence. There is no power without the unveiling of his will in our hearts. Jesus is the ultimate system of power and the definition of power itself. Jesus is the bridge by which we ascend the throne of God. Jesus supersedes all our expectations and desires on this earth. Jesus has an inheritance in our lives. That is one thing we must understand. He has a stake and an inheritance in our lives. You know, um, something he is seeking to reap from us. There is a power that wakes men from the pit of hell, raising souls out of shield into resurrection. And you see, the enemy knows this. The power of God is at work in us. There is a power, the power of the spirit is at work in us, but we cannot unlock all of these things and even begin to touch on them and speak on them outside of Jesus. And so I challenge you today to go deeper in your knowledge and understanding of Jesus. I've shared this before and I talked about how there was a time where I used to talk about 
how, oh, I want to be visited by Jesus. I want to say it's a fantastic, holy desire. You know, and every time I said it, I felt so impressed by myself. The self-righteousness in me at the time felt so impressed that, mm, woman of God, you've really changed. For you to be desiring to see Jesus and the reason one, that's fantastic. It just seemed so holy, you know. And every time I said it, you know, like I said, I was so proud of myself. And I remember when I was talking to um, P.I., Apostle Isi, you know, and I said, this was years ago, maybe four years ago or five years ago, I can't remember. Um, and I was having a conversation with her and then it came up in conversation. And I said, oh, yes, I want to just, it was around my birthday. I said, yes, I want to see Jesus. That's the birthday present that I want. I want to see him, so and so. I want to have an encounter and a visitation. And she said, mm, that's fantastic. You know, Apostle, things don't really impress her <laughs> so much. Understandably so. Because the things that may impress people uh, on a surface level, if you, she's looking at it from the root of the matter and trying to understand how you are arrived at this conclusion and this decision. You know, so it's not because... Um, it's not impressive, but it's more like, okay, how, what has informed you and how have you arrived at this point? So, you know, in her usual manner, she said, okay, she, you know, very soft spoken. She said, okay, fantastic. But the question is, how much of the written word of God have you acquainted yourself with? She said, it is that written word, it is the Jesus in your hand, the Jesus that you read that your eyes will see. She said, if you have not acquainted yourself with Jesus in his word, if you have not known him when he visits you, how will you know him? You know, so she said, go back to the word of God. That's where you will see Jesus. That's where you will find him. That's where you will have the encounters and visitations um, with Jesus. And so I say this to us this morning to challenge us and to encourage us. Don't be a believer that has stopped journeying. Don't be a believer that is dependent on other people's experiences and encounters. You cannot enter power. This was the problem with the sons of Sceva. Because their father, like if it was based on the things, the pedigree and the, you know, family inheritance and all of those things, they should have been qualified by reason of their lineage and their relationship with their father and their connection to his priesthood in quotes. But there are certain things that need to be worked out in and with fear and trembling. And so the, the demon said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Because you have not even acquainted yourself with the one that makes these people the way that they are. You have not acquainted yourself with the one that makes your father who he is. You have not acquainted yourself with the ways of the priesthood. So how can you even think or dare to believe that you have the power to speak to who? In the realm of the spirit, you are as powerful as the Jesus that you know, the Jesus that your hands have handled, the Jesus that you have interacted with, the Jesus that you have touched, and it begins in the world. And so I invite everyone in this season where we are talking about power, please don't get it twisted and don't get it wrong. The power is in the word of God. It is in the word of God. You see, there are times when Apostle is ministering and we're like, ah, ah, is it the same Bible we are reading? Yes, because think about it. Where else is it coming from? Actually, think about it. Where else, if it's not the word of God? She talks about it and she says, ah, master's degree is not as if, yes, she has a bachelor's degree. She has not done PhD. She has not done. So what is it that gives her power? It is the power in the word of God. There is power in the word. And many times we overlook it. I remember I will share with us as we close 
a dream I had the other day. There's someone's mic that is giving feedback. If that's you, please mute your microphone. Admin, please help me find it. I was having, uh, I was trying to decide about a certain matter. And because it's transition season, um, you know, I was just a bit unsettled. I didn't even understand. Up until that morning, I woke up from a dream. Don't know if I can go into details of the dream, but basically, um, I remember I was receiving a call. I was trying to call someone and I was trying to, you know, the way in our nature, our human nature, we're always trying to calculate, you know, the equate our lives to what we know and what we see and what we understand. It must make sense. Granted. So I remember in that dream, I was very, you know, bent on. I'm trying to make sure that this thing happens. I do it. You know, I was trying to use all of my tactics, pulling all the favors that I knew, trying to make calls, calling, 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 calling. And it was like, the more I called, I, I, it wasn't even working. You know, when something is not working and I couldn't. So it's like I was in a loop, but I didn't even realize. But every time I picked up this phone, it was, and it was a dark room. It was all these old phones that we call Palasa that have green lights. So they don't even like the, the screen of the phone is green. It's like Nokia 3310, but it was black. Maybe it was Trium or something. I can't remember from back then. And I was pressing, progressing. And every time I was trying to, call someone a call was cutting call was coming it was coming i'm like I, I was so you know i was just like okay let me answer this call and know why this person is calling me so i picked up because i'm like eh how far how far what's going on you know and person was like hey stephanie how are you? you know because i know this person you know so she was like hey so i had typical usual disposition always joyful jovial but i wasn't in the time for joy and being jovial i was just trying to find a solution to what i needed to do i'm like yeah how far what do you need blah 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 and she said, oh, Steph, how are you doing? I said, okay, is that something you need? I don't know how this is the situation. I mean, she was like, eh, why are you there? Blah, blah, blah. What do you? I said, please, I'm trying to sort stuff. Let me call you back, you know? And I was dismissive and I ended the call. Now, I remember when I woke up that morning, the first thing in me was praying against that situation because it didn't look like a nice place to be. The surrounding, everything. So I started praying and I was like literally praying and saying, oh God, I come against so-and-so, what I saw literally. But I tried to go back to sleep. I couldn't. And then I got up. I went to sit down and then I started studying. And while I was studying, the Holy Spirit brought that dream back to me, you know, and he said, now take that dream, take the pieces of that dream and begin to unpack them. What were the things you saw? I started mentioning the elements, all of them. He said, what, what were certain symbols you saw? I wrote out the symbols, wrote everything. And so we're doing an audit. And after we did all of that, we did the definition explanation. He now said, what else did you notice? I said, I had a phone. He said, okay, who was calling? Who were you calling? I mentioned all the people I was calling and how I felt when I was calling them. Then he said, so what else happened? I said, oh, this lady was calling me. He said, who is she? I said, she's my friend now. I know her, blah, blah, blah. He said, yes. Well, what's the name of the person that was calling you? I was like, hmm. Because I call her by the short form of her name. That's how we all call her. You know, so I now said, oh, her full name is so and so and so. He said, what does that name mean? I said, okay, let's check. I went and checked, brethren, lo and behold, that name actually means the word of God, literally. It means the word of God. And so I believe it was God's way of showing me that all of these things you are chasing in this season, you will remain here until, and it's not that I'm telling you to go and look for the word. Guess what? It's the word of God that is calling you. Do you know the word of God has a voice? Do you know that? I started to realize when my Bible starts calling me, it is so, I don't know how to explain it in a way that it will make sense to anyone that is not a believer and even to some believers but the word of god can call you 
Why would something call you if it does not have a message and a gift for you? Remember yesterday, we were talking about um, responding to the greeting of God. And we said that when a person greets you, it's just the way the child in the womb of Mary left and the child in the womb of Elizabeth responded. Why? Because it wasn't just a surface greeting of, oh my guy, how far, high five. No, it was being able to identify the identity, you know, understanding. Someone said a salutation of and to the identity, the God-given identity of a person and of a thing that makes you respond in a certain way. So when you stand before a king, how do you address him? When a king sends you greetings, how do you respond? How do you say good morning to your friends? Is it the same way you say to a president? Is it the same way you say to, a, to your boss in the office? How do you respond? And, you know, it reminded me of this dream that I had. The word about the word of God greeting us in this season. I was reminded of this dream. And I said once again, Lord, if I've still not responded accurately, Lord, I repent. Because there is something locked in the word of God for you. The word of God, I believe, is calling us in this season. Because the word of God is not just written text. Remember, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. It is that same life that caused Jesus to rise from the grave. That same spirit is at work with the word. Those were the two elements that God the Father used in the beginning to create. The spirit and the word. The spirit and the word. And so they are calling you because they want to do a work in you. Why? Because God has sent them forth over your life concerning the issues and matters of your life. So this is a season where the power of God is bringing life and resurrection. I want you to believe that. Resurrection. If there's any dry bone situation of your time, remember the reason why people do not receive power is because they lack faith. They do not believe. And we also saw that faith can exist beside doubts can be existing when you think you have faith. So the man said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So we must realize that this is a season where God has sent forth his word and released the spirit to do a work in your life. How are you responding? And so every time I remember that dream, I repent because the way I treated my friend that was calling me, it's just like, I beg, I beg. And so many times I just like, mm, this teaching, this Christianity, it doesn't really work like that. May God deliver us in the name of Jesus. May we not be people that think in such carnal, depraved ways in the name of Jesus. Anyhow that the world system has framed us to the point where we do not even realize that we are dismissive to the doctrine of the word of God. Father, baptize us afresh and wash and cleanse us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Anything that has informed our decisions and any standards that have been erected in our lives, oh God, by reason of the things that we have eaten and partaken of, Lord, on the tables of, 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 of exchange and on the tables, oh God, of this world. Father, Lord, we pray for a purging by the word of God in the name of Jesus. We pray that this fasting period will be indeed a cleansing and a purging period, season for us in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we would, um, we we would, we, we will, you, you will purify us of everything that has defiled us, that has defiled our minds, that has defiled. Look, do an audit with the spirits. Prayer is strategy session. Prayer is strategy session. Repentance is strategy. It's like you are doing end of year review. You are doing beginning of fiscal year review. You will sit down and you will count the cost. So this transition, this power we are talking about, 
Have you counted the cost? What will it cost you in terms of your time? Let us not be people that give excuses and say, oh, I don't have time. We will make time. We will make time because really, if we can give our time to the kings of this world and the kings of this world, you don't need to look too far to Macron or to King Charles. Look at your employer. Look at your friends, the people that act like the people that you actually give yourself and your time to. Look at the CEO. Look at your supervisor in the office. If you can invest and why? Because you believe, look, you know in your heart that you are bound by contract that this thing I'm doing is either bound by contract or covenant. So whether it's friendship or relationship, it's covenant that ah, this person cannot play me like this. And if it is work, it is contracts. I've signed this contract and this is my job. You must pay me for my time. How much more God who says to us that anyone that comes before him must believe that he is and a rewarder of day that diligently seek him. Many times we don't understand the reward system of God. We do not understand that the reward words of God are not necessarily physical, financial gains, but actually capacity for power. We don't realize it. And so we sell and we, we sell ourselves short. We do not give ourselves opportunity to grow so that we can make room and create like a landing pad for the word of God and for the power of God to move in our lives. This is a season of increase, I tell you, like never before. And so there is no anxiety that is happening inside of you or around you that God does not have a solution for. And so we must trust him. But my brothers, my sisters, it begins in the word of God. Let your power process begin in God's word. Please don't look too far. Stay in the word. Immerse yourself in the word. Don't even spend time doing pity. There's no need. Look, just forget about it. Just don't even waste time telling yourself, oh, but it's been two years. Fantastic. But we are here now. How do we salvage and redeem the time? Remember, it is the season of the 11th hour walker. So whether you have been following, following, following every day of this year, or you have been inconsistent, it is okay. The Lord is recruiting. He's recruiting for power. He's recruiting for promotion. But you must be available. You must be able to say, Lord, you know what? Yes, I admit this is so and so and so. But now I give it to you. And when you give him, please give it to him fully. Don't look to the left or to the right. Sink yourself in it. Resolve in your heart. Give yourself a, pray, a project. Put yourself on a project. Tell yourself in the next seven days, in the next 30 days, why I am preparing for power. The power that will propel me to my next season. And I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, it will be unto you according to the word of God. And it will be unto you by your faith. And your faith will not diminish in this time. Your faith will grow. Your faith will increase. Your faith will even um, galvanize other virtues that God has placed on the inside of you. And your faith will grow in the mighty name of Jesus. The seeds of faith that have been placed inside of you will bear fruit in the name of Jesus. You will not be deterred. You will not be tired. You will not be anxious. And even if and when you do, you will run to the cross. You will give it to Jesus. You will not try to build or walk or understand in isolation. You will take your blueprint from the master, God, the father, and you will partner with the son and the spirit in the name of Jesus. The word of God will become bread for you again. The word of God will become food for you again. He is the bread of life. And so our tastes, 
our taste buds will now be seasoned by the word of God. We will now have that acquired taste for the word of God in the name of Jesus. He will reprogram and reconfigure even our desires for him to be able to receive him in the name of Jesus. Receive more of him in this season like never before. We will be drenched and drown ourselves fully and immerse ourselves fully in the word of God in the name of Jesus. And so we give you praise, O oh God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you all for joining this morning. Remember every word that has been spoken. Pray. If you don't remember anything else, the power, there is power in the word of God. So marry the word of God today. Some of us need to go and renew our vows with the word of God. Have you ever sat down to write a vow to God before? Like the way, well, for people that are married, the way that you write your marriage vows. There are times when I've had to sit down and write covenants about certain things in my life. There was a time I made a covenant with my mouth. And I said, Lord, my tongue, I was making covenants on me. I'm sure the tongue was looking at it and it's like, wow, you really have faith in me because... Uh, Hallelujah. But the point is, so many of us need to go and renew our vows to the word of God again. And I pray that as we do it, the Lord will give us grace and give us strength and he will show up in our lives as Ebenezer in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for fellowshipping with me this morning. And we are meeting tonight, 7 p.m. West African time to pray again. And by the grace of God, Apostle will be with us tomorrow. So please don't miss out the prayers tonight. Um, we'll be together for an hour and we'll press on and trust God for all he has for us. God bless you. Have a fantastic day. And I will see you in a few hours. Bye-bye.